0: Hey guys, welcome back to another edition of the Inside Scoop. I'm David Owen. Anyone who's looked at the jobs market recently realizes there's an awful lot of opportunity out there for people with proven skills. Mike Rowe of Dirty Jobs fame has even started a foundation to help students enter this part of the market. You'll find a link to the Mike Rowe Works Foundation in the show notes, by the way. Here to bring us up to speed on Cobb's Innovation and Technology Academy, or CETA, as they call it, is the program's director, Dr. Tiffany Barney. Dr. Barney, thank you for coming in.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Well, let's start off with a little bit about who you are, if people don't already know, and how you got to be the director of CETA.
1: All right. So my background is healthcare. care. Um, I went to college and thought that I was going to be an athletic trainer for the rest of my life. Um, I have a bachelor's in kinesiology and exercise science. I have a master's in kinesiology and a doctorate in kinesiology. <laughs> and then transitioned and decided that education was really more what my heart was in. So I taught mm-hmm. healthcare science, and then I transitioned to being the instructional coach at a career academy, went to the Georgia Department of Education, and was the program specialist for healthcare science, law and public safety, and cosmetology and then I found myself in Cobb County with the opportunity of a lifetime to open CETA.
0: <laughs> That's an awful lot of stuff. <laughs> so did, did you grow up here in Cobb County?
1: I did not grow up in Cobb County. I grew up primarily in Conyers, Georgia.
0: Okay, Conyers, beautiful horse country over there. Yes. Right. What's what's behind that name? I mean, Cobb Innovation and Technology Academy, that, that almost sounds a little bit cryptic. Um, Uh, tell us how that name came about and uh, when it all got started. It's been a weird two or three years here, so I think maybe revisiting that is not a bad idea.
1: Okay, so I was hired in 2019, and that is before the building was complete, and 2020 is when we opened and started the program. But we really wanted people to realize that this is a district-wide initiative, and so that's where you get the Cobb piece, but we Mm want it to be the flagship nationwide. So we've had several people come and visit us. We pride ourselves on being innovative, trying new things and having state of the art technology. And so all of that comes together and you have the Cobb Innovation and Technology Academy.
0: One of the things I noticed is that you are listed on the magnet schools page. Is CETA a magnet school?
1: So technically, CETA is one, not a school at all and two, not a magnet. We are a district-wide program. And so what really makes us different is one, dual enrollment is incorporated into our program. Some of our teachers are dual enrollment teachers. They teach the classes on campus so students don't have to travel. And we also accept students after eighth going into ninth grade. We have our own isolated facility, even though we are connected to Osborne High School. So those are some things that make us a little different than a magnet. But we do use like the centralized bus stops like the magnet. So there are some similarities, but there are some differences
0: well i tell you what i've i've been there and had the privilege of seeing a few of the the classroom i guess you'd call it It classrooms a lab or classroom
1: so we have both we have the classrooms and the labs and on the healthcare side those are combined into a large space yeah but on the construction side and the automotive side those are separate and they're separate for safety reasons. So if I tell you not to touch my mannequin and you touch it, I'm not going to be happy as an instructor, but you're not going to hurt yourself. You if might. I tell you not to touch a lift and you touch it, you could hurt yourself or someone else. So yeah. we have classrooms
0: and labs. Uh, what, what's the casualty count on your campus? Zero, because okay.
1: our first <laughs> class is safety in every one of our pathways.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, and, and to that point, I mean, there, there are some real world hazards that exist and, and just about every job, but uh, particularly when you're working with heavy equipment or or, uh, automated things like that, not to mention administrators who don't want to have to replace things. They might come after you if you damage stuff. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So um, 2019, 2020 coming online, pandemic, that must have been kind of weird for you because just about everything you do is hands-on so uh, how did that play out for you was it a year off for you or or what
1: it was absolutely not a year off it (laughs) was definitely a year on and our teachers were remarkable Um, we had to get really creative so we did things like put kits together to send them home with kids have pickup times they taught at first all remote, and we sent things home, and then they taught hybrid, just like everybody else in Cobb County, yeah. and then the students came back into the building, and then the decision, and then the decision was made for students to come full-time, face-to-face, if they were going to participate in CETA. And at
0: that point, you were like, whew, thank goodness, because <laughs> I can't imagine trying to teach an automotive class online. I mean, it just seems a, a little bizarre, but you guys made it happen. We right? did
1: make it work.
0: And, and so the timing of the beginning of CETA means that you are in year three now, right?
1: Yes, we are in year three.
0: Okay, so you haven't seen any freshmen graduate yet.
1: We haven't seen any freshmen graduate, but we've had a handful of kids that have started not in their freshman year. Okay, And so that makes us a little different than the magnets in the district because we will accept students eighth going to ninth grade, ninth going to 10th, and then some 10th going to 11th if they're on track for graduation. And so we've had some students, like last year we had an automotive student graduate and he went straight to the workforce with his work-based learning partner that he had done an internship with. Uh I had a healthcare student graduate and she has gone on to college and she is still working with her work-based learning placement.
0: A lot of people listening to this might think of this as the old VoTech classes. You know, when I was in school, you had shop and I remember one kid lost his thumb or something. (laughs) (laughs) That <laughs> was just nasty. Um, how is this different from what those VoTech things used to be? Those were in every school, but this is a, a specialized center on the campus of Osborne, right?
1: So we are, by definition, two separate buildings with two separate addresses, but our students become Osborne High School students. And this is different from your old school vocational education, because when I was in school, you had a technical diploma and a college prep. Hmm. And so that almost insinuated that you, if you did technical, you couldn't go to college. And so we're not doing that for students. We're providing them with opportunities to explore careers that they're interested in. But there's only one high school diploma. So we're going to make sure that they have the prerequisites should they choose to go straight to the workforce, to a two-year college, a four-year college, to the military, but we want them to figure out what they like and what they don't like. Because if I spend my whole life thinking that I want to be a nurse and I go through a pathway at CETA that's geared towards preparing me to be a CNA or a certified nursing assistant mm-hmm. and then get ready for nursing school and then I realize this is not for me. I figured it out while I'm in high school and I haven't gone to college and wasted that time or that effort. And our counselor's phenomenal at helping students guide their path.
0: Yeah. And and, uh, there are so many opportunities that that you open up. So, for example, uh, imagine – well, I'll I'll just talk to my uh, specific experience, my family's experience. My oldest daughter went through a school. She was a psych major for some reason. Personal issue. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> but uh, she ended up uh, going back and uh, getting a master's as a nurse. And I don't remember the exact name of her degree, but she ended up in a great spot. But the way that she paid for that additional schooling was working as a, a tech mm-hmm. in a hospital. That's an awful lot better pay rate than bagging groceries. Absolutely. It's a, a great way to overcome some of that expense. So when you're talking About career versus college, they're not always separate pathways. They're they're together a lot of times, so that's awesome.
1: First of all, it's about exposure, and we have careers that students may not be aware of. So, HVAC is one of them, so heating, ventilation, and air conditioning. And then kids get in there and they complete that pathway and they're like, This is what I want to do. And because there are certifications at the end, it opens up so many doors for them. Our teachers are also great at bringing in business and industry partners to meet with the students. So whether it is for mock interviews or for a career day, or if we're hosting the district-wide Future Fest, they're exposed to those career opportunities and they're exposed to those partners that could potentially hire them. And so I think that's what makes the big difference for our program. Our students not only will graduate with the potential of having credentials, that high school diploma but also with the connections that are invaluable
0: and in some cases uh certifications yes. right, you mentioned okay so uh, one thing i've been remiss in is getting you to list the things that you offer are you well after this amount of time you probably can reel them off in your sleep right can. what what pathways are available through ceta
1: so we have patient care which is our cna pathway um we also have emr So emergency medical responder, EMT, emergency medical technician. We have clinical lab. We have phlebotomy. We have surgical tech. We have energy and power, automotive, cybersecurity, networking, HVAC, so heating, ventilation, and air conditioning, welding, heavy equipment, carpentry, electrical, plumbing, and masonry.
0: Oh, my gosh. Okay, this is a podcast. This audio only. You can't see. She doesn't have a piece of paper in front of her. She knows this stuff because it's so near and dear to your heart I'm sure. Absolutely. So I mean these these are not lightweight subjects. These are these are real life like uh, one that comes to mind is the EMT. Everybody needs an EMT when you need an EMT right? Yes. So they they could actually graduate with A certification or or do they have to go back someplace for a a certification to become an EMT?
1: So it depends on the pathways. For EMT, that is one that we actually offer the National Registry exam, which is the exam that if I went to school to be an EMT, which I am, right now, that's (laughs) that's the test that I took. And so our students are taking that test. Our teacher that teaches it is a paramedic by trade. So she has been in the field and transitioned to education and still works in the field. So she's bringing that real life experience to the students. So a lot of them will complete the EMR pathway and then the EMT, and they will have those credentials when they graduate and can get licensed to practice.
0: So, and that applies to most all of the the pathways?
1: So a lot of them have those entry level certifications. So patient care has one. Where it's a little bit different is with my construction related fields. So Uh they are working on getting hours towards that master certification. So they'll sit for their OSHA 10, so they'll have their safety and some of them will have their OSHA 30 but for as far as practicing they will go and get those internship hours and they have to have so many hours to actually be master plumbers or electricians and things like that.
0: So when an employer is looking at who to hire and they're looking at one piece of paper a guy is a great guy but he doesn't have nearly as many hours as this CETA graduate who do you think they're going for?
1: Absolutely it definitely makes them stand out
0: okay if a parent's listening to this or maybe a student's listening and they're saying man this sounds really awesome which it is how do they get the ball rolling in the direction of of being a part of CETA?
1: our application opens on october 1st every year and closes on december 1st and like i said we'll accept 8th growing to 9th grade 9th going to 10th and sometimes 10th going to 11. But what I encourage you to do is reach out to our teachers about the content that we have, explore our website. We have promotional videos out there. Talk to our students. We host an open house. We also have these things called CETA Saturdays. And so where we will have elementary and middle school students come and do activities with our current students. And oh, we do one cool. each Saturday yeah. based on different content areas. So if you're interested, I really encourage you to interact with our current students. I can talk about CETA all day, but they can tell you about their experience.
0: Yeah, one-on-one kind of conversational thing. That's absolutely. Awesome. This is all great information. Is there anything you want to add?
1: I don't. I really encourage people to take a look at the program. I think that's the biggest thing and know that we are providing students with guidance. We're not taking anything away from their experience. They are still traditional high school students. We're just adding to it. People should know that if you apply and you get accepted, you're not bound to coming. So if you're even remotely interested, go ahead and apply because then you'll get your decision in February. And if you have applied to magnet programs in the district, you'll get that decision on the same day. And then you have a month to make your decision as to what's the best fit for you.
0: Well, as you heard, time is short on that application window, so make sure you check out the links in the show notes uh, below to help you figure out how to make that application process get going. And if you found the podcast helpful to you, make sure you follow, subscribe, like, share, all the things so that you don't miss a future episode when it's released. Hey, thanks for listening to this edition of the Inside Scoop, a podcast produced by the Cobb County School District.